I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get off your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo. It's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. Yes, yes, yes. It is another edition of my Side Hustlers Podcast. I'm Carla Marie, which you probably know if you found this at this point. Um, I, today, I am hanging out with Megan Wan. Hello, Megan. Hi. And by hanging out, I mean she is on the other side of the country and I am in the studio in Seattle. Where are you right now? I'm in New York City. We've been in touch for a little under a year now, right? Yeah. Uh, obviously, we've never met, never seen each other, but Megan created, and this is going to sound so strange when I say it at first, but we're going to learn a whole lot more about it, a pillbox, and not your grandma's pillbox. Is that your slogan? Because it should be. Honestly, it should be, because whenever someone describes his pillbox to someone else, that's what they inevitably wind up saying, is yeah. it's not your grandmother's pillbox. So the name of your company is Port and Polish, and if you want to look at what we're talking about right now, it's portandpolishco.com. By the way, your Instagram, though? Super cute. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It is curated very well. And it's like one of those things you look at and just like, oh, Instagram goals. So good job. (laughs) That's also important polish if you want to check it out. So I guess the question we should start with is why pillboxes? Yeah, that's what most people ask. So actually, a couple years ago, I was packing for a trip for the weekend and I had all my pills with me. I was taking 
birth control. I had vitamins, supplements, prescription medication. I think I was taking like fish oil and vitamin D and all that. And as I was packing for the weekend and getting all these pills together, I was like, this is, you know, ridiculous. I need some sort of better way to carry these. And then when I went to the store to get a pill box, they were just, I mean, if you've ever seen a typical pill box, they are yeah. just so ugly. They're the living worst. They're bulky. Um, they're like clear. Yeah. They have those like obnoxious blue letters for every day of the week on them. Yes. It's almost like they want to punish you for taking medication. <laughs> right. They just assume that nobody, you know, taking medication is going to care what they look like, which is really silly. Well, because we equate people taking medication as old people who leave them on their counter. When exactly there are young people that care about their health and do have to take either medication or vitamins. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. All those vitamins you listed are all the vitamins I'm taking and more. I might need to add a second pill box at this point. So, you know, I and a lot of people who take pills, my goal and the thing that I did not understand is why no one was making a pill box that you could take out in public and feel good about, you, you know, especially I feel like in the last couple of years, they've, there have been this amazing kind of reimagining of wellness type products as something you can be proud of, whether it's, you know, a cute water bottle, whether it's, oh, yeah. um, yeah, whether it's, you Got know, my cute water bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I was, I had said to my husband kind of, you know, jokingly, I was like, I don't know why no one has made a pillbox that you could just, you know, take out and leave on the table at brunch with your friends, or you could leave on your desk at work and not be embarrassed by it. He had said back to me, you know, well, why don't you make one? Ooh. And that was, yeah. And that was kind of the beginning. So what was the first step for doing this? Like, okay, your husband says that, are you like, okay, I can actually do this. How do I physically, because we're, hold on, time out. What was your job at the time? So I was working in digital media. Okay, digital media. Are you still doing that? No. So we had, you know, he had said to me, well, why don't you do that? So at the time I was working full-time in digital media, um, you know, which anyone who has worked in any sort of media capacity knows is a very kind of demanding job. Yeah. You know, there's a lot going on. So for the next year, I had kind of gone through this ideation stage where I was, you know, thinking about what would this box look like? What problems do I want to solve? You know, and kind of chugging along. And then last April, I was laid off. Oh, wow. And, you know, there was this moment where I was looking at next steps and I thought I can either start applying, you know, at other places and I can find a new job or I can just really give this a go and I can give it my all and I can try to make this work and, you know, see how it goes. So I decided I'm really going to give this a shot. I thought, you know, if there's one time in my life that I'm going to have the ability to really try to make this work, it's now. And I didn't want to not give it a go and spend the rest of my life thinking, well, shoot, you know, what yeah. if I had just really tried? So that was April 2016. Yes. So now what? We're exactly two years later. You've yes. got the company off the ground. Yes. You're selling, is it three different colors? Uh, five different colors. Five? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me see if I get them. Oh, I got it. Navy, black, light pink, gray, and white. Yes, exactly. Damn. <laughs> so I have navy. I love it. It is sleek. It's, I'm going to, I have one in front of me right now. So the packaging that you do, and yes. I want to get more into obviously how it all started and what you did, but the final product right now, it's incredible. So when you open it, 
like it's just oh my god I want to open my new cute pill box like I'm excited (laughs) to unwrap everything like I'm unwrapping one right now I love it so much and then you open it and it's this sleek little thing and it's smooth and you're right it's so simple but it's super exciting and I'm like oh I want to take my pills now I can't wait to take it out and and show everyone my cool new pill box like who ever thought I'd say that I mean that that's honestly exactly the point is I just wanted something I feel like again when you have a cute water bottle or when you have a great new sports bra you just are excited and you just you feel good about that aspect of wellness and you know whether you're a healthy person trying to be healthier or a sick person trying to get healthy no one wants to be embarrassed or feel you know awkward about taking their pills because that's something you know that's neutral or something you should be proud of oh absolutely but when you got laid off and you said okay I'm gonna do this what the heck did you do first oh god so I mean I honestly I knew nothing about plastics manufacturing. (laughs) I mean, this was completely, completely new to me. The first stage really was figuring out, you know, what do I want this pillbox to look like? What, what problems do I want it to solve? And like you had mentioned, these old pillboxes, they're bulky. They don't, they're not portable, which is silly because a lot of people take their pills everywhere, whether they're traveling or, you know, yeah, it's a breakfast or whatever. So once I had kind of sketched out what I wanted this pillbox to look like, the next step was literally how do I manufacture a plastic product, which I knew about as much as I assume you do or anyone else does. So I had to kind of learn from scratch about, I mean, really plastics manufacturing. I Honestly, it sounds so silly. I was Googling. I spent most of my days Googling, like, how do you manufacture plastic? What type of plastic do you need to store pills in? You know, how does one even create a box like that? You know, and what wound up happening is I kind of learned from the ground up and there was a lot of mistakes and stumbling and there was probably a lot of lost time from getting, you know, down one direction and realizing that wasn't going to work and, you know, down another. So what we really did is kind of tapped into our network, which I think has been one of the greatest lessons for me is to try to tap into as many friends and family and friends of family, et cetera, et cetera, that, you know, we have. That's why we network at the, you know, you never know what you're going to need. You really do because it wound up my husband's family knew someone that owned a factory that created exactly these, you know, yeah, these custom plastics. And we had found a couple factories, but the minimum order quantity was like 30,000, which is just... (laughs) Insane, especially, you know, when you're starting out. So being able to kind of work our network and find someone who knew us was great because we were able to negotiate that down and get a minimum order quantity. I think our first run was maybe 5,000, which was you know, obviously quite a bit more doable. Still a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're on our third run now. So one of the biggest lessons for us has been kind of figuring out how to work inventory because, you know, I do not have a background in inventory. Like I was mentioning, my background is all in writing and media. So it's been interesting for me to learn that as these products sell, you know, they don't sell on on a straight diagonal line. It's really a bell curve. Oh, yeah. You know, it's slow in the beginning and then it really does shoot up. So being able to manage our inventory has been kind of a learning process for me. As we grow quickly, we're trying to learn how fast these now sell. That's insane though. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I think sometimes I see pictures that people have tagged of 
these pill boxes. And I can't wrap my head around the fact that this, you know, was my baby that a couple years ago I was, you know, sitting at, on my computer with literally Microsoft like paint trying <laughs> to draw out what I think I wanted this to look like. And now people own it. They actually own this physical product that that's I made. That's so which cool. Is really great. It's a really good feeling. Well, congratulations on that because that's thank incredible. You. you know, everyone's <laughs> got you. this cool idea of what they want to make. Very few people actually make it and then actually sell it and then get to be where you are now so yeah it's not an easy thing it's funny you say that because I in the beginning when we when you know I was first kicking around this idea of a pillbox I had thought you know wow I am the smartest woman in the world no one's ever thought of this idea before like wow a pillbox for you know younger people and then the more I got into the actual manufacturing and importing and you know all of this I realized I'm not the first person to have come up with this idea I'm just the first person who's been able to grind and grind and grind to make it happen that makes a difference when you can hustle it'll happen (laughs) there you go exactly there you know it's it was a really eye-opening experience to kind of take an idea from idea to creation you know it's hard it's a lot easier to have a great idea but once you're in the thick of it and you're waking up every day and you're trying to learn about you know international import law that's when you're like this is a lot harder than you know coming up with a good idea well how did you how do you market it how do you because you're obviously not spending advertising money Mm -hmm. you know on on radio or tv or magazines so what has been your way to market this pillbox in the beginning it was obviously a lot of family and friends and then word of mouth which was great in the beginning i was doing a lot of social media marketing so i was on instagram and i you know like i mentioned i was just grinding away i was trying to post and search for influencers and I commented on every post from every commented influencer. On mine. Yes, that's how I found you is I had commented. No, I think I commented on your friend's Instagram and then you had seen it. Oh my God, probably because I'm a crazy yeah. stalker. So yeah, this is what happened. Yeah. So I was, you know, commenting and trying to make these connections with bloggers and influencers and try to get in front of as many eyes as I could. And it was a really slow process. You know, we would connect with one blogger who would be like, you know what, send me your product. If I like it, you know, then I'll post about it. And we started out, you know, influencers who had maybe a thousand followers and then maybe 10,000 followers and then 50,000 followers. And then it is really, it has had a kind of cumulative snowball effect where we had smaller bloggers, which led to larger bloggers, which led to Real Simple Magazine, which led to BuzzFeed, which led to the Washington Post. You there know, it's you just go. A slow. Yeah, it's this really slow kind of snowball. But for us, it was really just a ton of grinding away. You know, it was no more glamorous than that. Really, but really, that's what you have to do. I mean, it's very rare yeah. that someone starts a company and is like, "All right, I'm going to go spend ad dollars and radio and TV exactly. and blah." You have to do the organic type of advertising. It is yeah. the best type of advertising. Word of mouth. I mean, that's what social media is at this point. It's word of mouth. It's just a different way. So I, that is the smartest thing you could have done. So I was talking about how much I loved your packaging for the pillbox. Like, I didn't just yeah. get a pillbox and a random envelope. I 
had an experience when I opened it. It was this tiny little box. It had a port and polish sticker on the outside. And then I opened that and then it's wrapped in this cute little tissue also with another sticker. And it's got your business card in there. So, and another card explaining about the pill box. So tell me (laughs) why was it so cute for me to open it? I, so I am just a huge sucker for packaging and marketing. And, right? You know, I love pretty things. That's just my jam. And my favorite thing in the world is when I order something and opening it up is a little experience. You know, I don't think it's as fun to get something in the mail and it comes in, you know, a dusty plastic bag that, you know, it doesn't really feel no. like, yeah, like an event. And again, the whole idea behind this pillbox is to be able to make people feel good about taking their pills. And I think with any consumer product that you're marketing and selling, you want that excited feeling to start when they place their order. Like when you're there on your website, you want to get them excited. You want them to be excited that it's shipped and they're waiting for it. And you want them to be excited when it comes in the mail and they get to open it. It should be a bit more than just, you know, opening a plastic sleeve. So that kind of goes to show you it's great to have this idea but you not only have to create the idea but you really have to go above and beyond you kind of really you have to sell it to people even after they bought it because now not only do I have this cute little pill box but I had an experience with it and I love it I want to tell all my friends about it I gave it to my mom for Mother's Day last year and she's in her 60s and she's like oh my god I'm obsessed like she thinks it's the (laughs) cutest thing and she loves it I don't think it's just for young women have you been noticing that older women are shopping it too yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because in the beginning, I had this idea of what I wanted this pillbox to be, which is I want this to be a wellness accessory for, you know, urban millennial women who are going to stick it in their clutch and take it to brunch with them. And that was my idea because that was how I planned yeah. to use it. And we had done some focus group testing in the beginning. And when I say focus group testing, it was literally me creating a form and sending it to 50 of my most patient and kind family and friends because I wanted their feedback about what they thought about this idea. That is so important. I don't think I've talked to any single person so far who has said anything about reaching out to people, asking them questions before kind of diving in. That is like invaluable advice right there. You've got this focus group of people in your life. Do what you did. Make a form, send it out to them, and go from there. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it was really interesting because I didn't want to create this product and then try to, you know, retroactively push these assets into it based on who I thought was going to be buying it. So to be able to talk to people at first, you know, and I had asked questions like, how many pills a day do you take? Because I had this idea of what the size I wanted it to be was, but if that didn't really pan out, then it didn't make sense for me to try to force people to buy what I thought my ideal product was going to be. My initial idea was it was going to be for urban millennial women who, you know, are going to throw it in their clutch and take it to brunch because that's how I planned on using it. And as we've been selling more and more, it's been interesting to see how the consumer base that I thought was going to buy it has branched off into these kind of different buckets. And it's very interesting. There's, you know, obviously what I just described, who I kind of thought would be the target market. But there's also, like I mentioned before, there's healthy people who want to get healthier. There's 
you know, and in that bucket kind of includes, you know, the people going to hot yoga and drinking their green juice and taking their supplements, you know, there's that kind of group, there's this amazing group of people with chronic illnesses, we have so many people contact us who have cancer, or they have, you know, they have these chronic diseases where they need to take a lot of pills. And that has been a really rewarding kind of subgroup to see that this is, you know, made a difference for. Yeah, I mean, going back to the whole look of it, imagine, you know, you're going through that, you have this awful disease, illness, and you at least get a little glimmer of something nice that you own. You're not having this awful experience of opening this clunky, clear, ugly colored pillbox. You have something cute. And granted, that's not going to change anything, but it may uplift your mood a little bit. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've heard back from a lot of people who have chronic illnesses and who have these pillbox. And it has been just so rewarding to hear from these people who say, you know, I'm in the hospital or, you know, I've talked with several people who've had organ transplants and they say, this is a small bit of getting to feel normal, getting to feel like a regular person, because you shouldn't have to carry around a pillbox that makes you feel like it's a medical device. You know, that's not fair. It's like one more thing on top of everything they have to deal with. And being able to carry around a pillbox that they can feel good about is just a small, I don't know, a small step toward feeling like a normal person person. And that's been really, really rewarding to hear. You've taken something that we've all kind of just taken for granted, I guess, and made it something that we're excited about and something cute and chic and Instagrammable, really. Yes, (laughs) That's what you've done. And that's such a smart way of thinking. But do you think that if you hadn't been laid off, even if you had the idea, you could have done this while working? I think, I think I could have. I think it would have been a much longer road. Being able to dedicate eight hours a day really helped kind of push over that hump where I was stuck a bit between this is my idea and this is turning it into a reality. And, you know, that is not at all to say that if you have a full-time job, you can't also pour your heart and soul into whatever, you know, you think your side hustle is going to be. It's just that it really helped it move quite a bit faster. We had a lot riding on it too at that point. It wasn't like, if it fails, I'm also at work tomorrow. No. Yeah. It was like, if it fails, I am in a heap of trouble. So, you know, for me, that was the push that I needed. And, you know, if six months had gone by and I had, you know, given it my all and I thought, you know, like maybe this isn't the great idea that I thought it was going to, that would have been a different story. But I really thought it was a great idea. I did from the beginning. I thought this is a really fantastic idea and I want to see it through and I didn't want to regret it. So it just seemed very, it seemed like serendipity that I, you know, got laid off when I did at this kind of key juncture where it was either do I continue on in digital media, this you know, job that I like and kind of have this on the back burner until if and when I'm able to dedicate more to it? Or do I just kind of roll the dice and go for it and give it my all and really see if I can make it work? It's funny when you were saying that about I really believed in my idea. I had flashbacks to talking to Tatum in the first episode about This Is Magazine and then talking to Adriana from Little Words Project. They both did the same thing. Like, I know this was a good idea. I I knew it. Now I just needed to do it. So it's cool kind of hearing the three of you really have that 
that fire that's like, I know I like this. I know other people are going to like it. Now I just have to do it. And believing in yourself is clearly a huge part of launching a side hustle. (laughs) Yes, it is. It is a huge part. But obviously you believe in yourself. Was there anyone along the way, you don't have to name them specifically, who doubted you, who (laughs) didn't support you, who told you you were crazy? I mean, we've all had them. Was there those type of people? Oh, yeah, of course. There definitely was. (laughs) I mean, when you say to someone, you know, I'm not going to get another job. I'm going to make pillboxes. That's like (laughs) a big, that's a big statement. And, you know, there were people certainly who were like, why would anyone on earth pay for a pillbox? (laughs) That's insane. You can just get a clear one, you know, for a couple dollars and who cares if it's ugly. And, you know, you can either take that and internalize it and start to doubt yourself and think, well, you know, it is kind of a silly idea. Why would someone do that? You know, I might not actually have this great idea. Or you can say, you know, you're probably not our target market. That's a totally, that's a totally valid thing to say is that, you know, some people will think this is silly. And those people will think it's silly, but those are not the people that I'm trying to reach. The people I'm trying to reach are the ones like myself and me that will pay (laughs) like you that will pay money for something that looks good and makes them feel good. And that's, you know, the difference between people who buy cute water bottles or nice sunglasses or great sunscreen or exactly. a sports bra that makes them feel amazing. Well, and speaking of price point, though, it's not like you're spending $60 on a pillbox. It's $15, yeah. right? <laughs> $15, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's still pretty awesome. Plus, it's got a mirror inside, which is, like, oh, so on point. <laughs> yeah, I have never... Never been sad that I had an extra mirror lying around. And I will tell you, I take that thing out probably four times a day just for the mirror itself. So have you ever been out and taken it out, looked at the mirror or opened it and had someone say, oh, that's so cute. It's actually very funny. A lot of people all take that out and will think it's a compact mm-hmm. and have been like, that's a pillbox. I'm like, it is a pillbox. And let me tell you something. You can get one important polish code. <laughs> good, good. But yeah, I mean, the great thing is it really, it doesn't look like a typical pillbox. I know you're in New York City, so there's billions of people all over the place. But have you ever been out and seen someone with one? Oh, gosh. You know, I haven't. I would probably die of happiness. It will happen. I, I can't imagine. Yeah, I would be the happiest woman in the world. I mean, every time I see it tagged on Instagram, I am extremely happy. When we were in Real Simple, I bought like six copies. <laughs> It's incredible, though. It's so cool. And last week in our podcast, I talked to uh, Ronnie and he mentioned something like, you know, no one at this point is really inventing anything brand new. We're kind of just making things better. Things we've always had. You're just kind of making them better. And you've done that. And you've really like capitalized on this whole world that no one was really thinking about. And it's so smart on you, I guess, and your husband for giving you the the idea. (laughs) Extra push. Yeah. I mean, it really, once I realized that there was this problem, it was crazy to me that no one had thought to redo a pillbox. I mean, and I think it just takes someone looking at a problem that they themselves want to fix to get it fixed. I mean, the reason I created this pillbox and have spent the last two years of my life, you know, with this as my career is because I wanted to own it. I created it because I wanted to own it so badly. And then I assumed that other people did as well. Well, they do. 
Have you <laughs> have you at any point thought, okay, what's next? Like, what else can I do? Can I add more things? Can I make other things cool? Or are you just good with this for now? I have thought of ways that I can make this pillbox better. Oh. We've actually been contacted by a lot of people who have chronic illnesses who say, you know, I love this, but I take pills multiple times a day. Would you ever make True. one with an AM, PM divider, which I think is absolutely brilliant, yeah. and which is I take customer service and I do all of our social media. And it's really been eye-opening to me to have those conversations with people because if you're not listening to the people who are buying your product, then you're missing out on, you know, some really valuable insights. Because sometimes when you're, you know, in the trenches with this product day in and day out, it's really valuable to have someone who can look at what you're making and say, this is great. And another thing you could do is this. That's cool. So I think, yeah, I think that's kind of the next step. But honestly, there are so many of these daily little problems that I think no one has thought to reimagine because it didn't affect them necessarily. And it didn't necessarily affect, I think, anyone in their sphere, you know, just having, I just had a baby a couple months ago. And even just having a baby has been incredible to me because there's these like little hiccups during the day that you're like, why has no one thought to X, Y, Z? And I think like you said, no one's really inventing a lot of new things. You know, there's no more automobile that's going to be created, but there's these daily things that no one has thought to really make better. And I think this reimagining of daily consumer products and you see it with a lot of amazing companies that I love like, like Quip with Casper the... mattresses or Warby Parker like Quip yeah Quip is genius yeah. I love them oh my goodness it's I think it's a really cool and exciting time for anyone who's ever looked at a silly potter part of their life and thought why has no one ever dot, dot, dot? Well, I know you've got my wheels turning, which means everyone else listening is like, <laughs> what can I do? What am I going to? I'm like, a tra- I'm looking around the room right now like, hmm, what can I do? <laughs> Wait a minute. It, it's cool, though. It really does get people thinking, okay, what can I do in my life? Or maybe there's something that they hate their job and now you just trigger them to think of something else they can do. It's, it's really cool. And that's why I love talking to people like you. Um, but you mentioned that you do customer service. You do all of it. You do social I media. Do. do you have yep. anyone working for you at all? I have found it does not make sense for me to invest my time and effort into things that other people can do better. So I am a big fan of finding people who can do things better than I can and utilizing that and, you know, making my life easier. For example, we've had help, we've had outside help with people who help us with PR. Um, Instagram, for example, is a, is a big one for me. I am not a photographer and I struggled a lot in the beginning because I wanted to create a brand look. I wanted this to be an aspirational kind of lifestyle product. And it was really difficult for me because I'm not a photographer. So instead of struggling and spending hours trying to become mediocre at something I was not that great at, I found a better solution, which was there are these amazing companies online that will just take stock photos that you can then put your product into. What? I know. Insider secret here, guys. If you are struggling with your Instagram, it was a life changer. Stop. I mean, probably, now I'm going through looking at everything. It probably saved me 
I, I mean, I don't even know, 10, 15 hours a week. And money, too, to hire a photographer at that point. Oh, and money. I mean, it just, if there's anything that you can have someone else do that's better than you are, do it. You tricked 100% me. 100% do it. Thank you. <laughs> I, I am, like, an absolute fan of this. Can you tell us the name of the companies that you use for this? It, should I be saying this? Is this I don't like know. Silly, I don't know. Should I? I mean, it'll help other side hustlers, but... That's, that's true. We'll help other side hustlers. <laughs> and me. So, <laughs> and you. I Googled, God, probably a year ago at this point, stock Instagram photography. Wow. Yes. I mean, Who because it, it got to the point, I was like, why am I turning my wheels and trying to come up with these amazing photographers where there, when there are people that are doing this much better than I am? And... There are a ton of really great companies out there who can sell you either images like one by one, or I do a monthly subscription to a stock photo kind of box almost that will send you 30 images. They're already curated. They look amazing together, which is a huge part of creating a great Instagram brand is to not have, you know, these random one-off images, yeah. but to have images that work, you know, really well together. And the great and brilliant thing is that some of the images are flat lays so that if you know basic Photoshop, you can take a flat lay of your product and then just overlay it onto wow. their existing stock photo. I did, so Instagram stock then, photos. I didn't even know you could do that. There you go. I know. It's amazing. And I didn't know it either. When I found out, I was like, shout it from the hilltops. Everyone has to know <laughs> That there is a better way to do this. Absolutely. And, you know, it might not be Instagram for everyone. It might be maybe you're terrible at writing blog posts. Like, don't spend your time and effort doing something that you, you know, could be spending your time doing something better. Just hire someone to write a blog for you. Or if it's building a website or if it's doing shipping and fulfillment, if your time could be better spent doing something else, then do it. You only have 24 hours in a day. You should not be spending it on something that, you know, is you can have someone else do. Well, you bring up a good point. It's like investment versus learning. Yes, you, you know, you learned a lot. You learned all about the plastic world and all of that I and, did, I did. and manufacturing. But it comes to a point where you cannot literally learn everything. I mean, you can try and it's great to know all of it. Yeah. It's not that you don't know how to take pictures. You just thought, OK, it's better for me to invest here than it is for me to waste my time. And I probably won't do as good as a job as this person. So clearly you're saying it's important to invest when you're doing this. Exactly. It's important to know what your strengths are and to put your time and effort against that. For me, I put a lot of my time and effort into interacting with our customers, which I think is really important because we have grown so much on word of mouth. It's really a necessity to have someone who can, who can answer emails personally and get feedback from their customers. I can do that really well. I'm good at writing. I do our blogs. I'm great at our website. Those are all things that I can handle really well and big picture things, you know, and PR outreach and marketing. But when it comes to things like coding, when it comes to photography, yeah, <laughs> even when it comes to, you know, contracts and sales and importing, that's something that it's not worth me investing when I can have someone else do it. Smart. You know, it's really thank smart. You. <laughs> so when you're talking about PR, when you sent over to me, you have this form. It says port and polish, and it's kind of everything bullets yes. about the company. Is that something your PR company worked on for you? That is something I did. Actually. You did this. Yes, cool. I did. I did it myself. You know, it's funny. This one sheet that I created 
has gotten more use than probably anything I have done for the company or maybe will ever do for the company again. It has been so helpful because when you have an opportunity that arises, you have to take it as quickly as possible and being able, if someone reaches out and says, I'm interested in your brand, I want to work with you, to be able to have a one sheet that has all of your information on it and all of your bullet points and to have lifestyle and product photos ready is invaluable. I mean, I have a folder with our one sheet with all of our best lifestyle photos and with all of our product photos just ready. So if anyone ever says, hey, I want to include you in this, we're going to print or I'm going live in an hour, I can say no worries and I can send it straight over. You know, and being on this end of the mic, you have no idea how often that does happen. Anyone listening where we reach out to companies or whoever, it's like, can you send me everything within 20 minutes? We're going on the air with it. It's crazy. It, it, that really oh, sure. does happen. But it's so funny you bring up the one sheet and this is something so important. I'm surprised not one single person has talked about this yet that that I've talked to. So many people will come to either myself or myself and Anthony as a show and say, hey, do you have a one sheet on you or a one sheet yeah. on the show? And half the time we're like, what? Just look at my Instagram. No, but you're so, so right. Whatever your brand is, whether it's you, your Instagram account or your pillbox, you should 100% have a one sheet. It's, is it a resume? I'm assuming for your product really is the best way to describe it. It is. It really is. And especially for a product like ours that, you know, one of our major selling points is that this is a lifestyle accessory. We are selling this as something that fits into your life. So I don't want someone, I want to be able to tell that story. I don't want someone to try to intuit that story from looking at the website and the Instagram and the product. I want to be able to come out and get in front of that and say, this is the product. This is what it means. This is who it's for. And be able to tell that story in my own words first, which is why something like a one sheet is invaluable. You're protecting your brand at that point. Exactly. You're controlling what people know, the information they have and how they perceive it. It's all in your hands, which a lot of people don't know the importance of. They don't realize what could happen if you just say, here's a picture or here's my website. But being able to kind of control your what it does, what it doesn't do. You know, I mean, in this case, we know what it does and what it doesn't do. But (laughs) in the most case, in most cases, we don't. So it's super, super important to control your brand. I think we all can take a lot of a lot from that whole situation that you just talked about. Yeah, I mean, especially when you are selling a physical product, it is so important to have a brand behind it. You know, if you are selling if you're a photographer or if you, you know, are a small business owner, you know, a, you own a brick and mortar store, that's one thing. But if you have a physical product, you need to be able to differentiate yourself from anyone else who might also be able to create that physical product. True. Because if someone, if someone came out tomorrow and said, look, I literally made this exact same pillbox. I want to be able to have a brand to stand behind the product itself. What is an app that you can recommend to everyone or just an app that you use? It doesn't have to be, hey, everyone should download this, an app that you use that you love other than Instagram. Ooh, that's tough. You know, an app that I use a lot is our analytics, the analytics for our website, because it's so interesting. Sometimes, you know, I have notifications on my phone when we get sales. And sometimes I will be somewhere and see these orders just come pouring in. 
And it's really great to be able to quickly go to our analytics and say, where is this traffic coming from? Because if I miss that opportunity, if I miss seeing where that traffic's coming from, then I can't then leverage that. I was going to say, you can capitalize on it. Yeah, exactly. If I can see that there's a blog that's getting a lot of play, that's, you know, we're getting a lot of click throughs from some blog, then I can then contact them and say, Hey, I saw your blog. This looks amazing. Do you mind if I post this on our Instagram? And then I can make sure that we have traffic coming through that blog from our Instagram as well. Whereas if I'm not keeping an eye on that and I'm just looking back and saying, Oh, Hey, cool. Tuesday, we had a ton of sales and I'm, you know, missing out on a great opportunity. What um, do you use for your analytics? Like, how does that, I don't even know that world. Yeah. So I use Google analytics. Okay. It is a bear to set up. It is not the most user-friendly, but once you have it set up, it's kind of a set it and forget it where you can look and there's literally just one page that says where your traffic's coming from, which is what I use the most. And it'll give you click through links so you can quickly say, oh, this blog is sending me the most traffic today. Let me click through. Let me see exactly what they say and where. And, you know, there's a bunch of other functionality that I'm sure other people use in different ways, but that's my number one is being able to see where the traffic's coming from. That's really important to me. Uh, one thing that we have not talked about, I don't know how, where did you get the name Port and Polish from? <laughs> okay, so I, <laughs> I'm a writer. That has been my entire career up until being a pillbox maker. So I sat in a coffee shop one day and I filled pages and pages with all the adjectives and nouns and verbs I could think of that related to what I thought this pillbox was all about. So I thought of a bunch of different words for, you know, keeping something safe. Like I was thinking, oh, like an overhead compartment in an airplane that keeps keeps things safe, you know, or I was trying to think, what's another word for something that looks good, like fancy or glamorous? Polish. So exactly. So I wrote this whole list of words. And so I came to my husband and I'm bouncing ideas off him. And I'm like, I'm thinking port and polish, you know, polish meaning looking really good and port as in, you know, a port is where you keep boats to keep them, you know, kind of safe from storm. Oh, cute. Yeah. And he's like, oh, but also port could be short for portable. And we're looking at each other. I was like, oh, that's way better. That's yeah. actually much better than port. I was like, port for portable is actually much more accessible of an idea that's than cute. a boat port. That's smart. Yeah. So port and polish. I love it. Do you still have the original uh, note that you were sat- sitting there in the coffee? I do, yeah. actually. Frame I really it. Do. Frame it. It's it's funny because I looked back at it years later and it's just straight gibberish. I mean, some of the ideas are cute, but then there's just like trunk. I don't know how I thought I was going to use trunk or <laughs> pill suitcase. Trunk. Here's I your pill like, trunk. Yeah, pill trunk. I don't know how I thought I was going to use that, but I wanted to make sure I remembered it clearly. Absolutely. Okay. So if people want to find you and shop the pill boxes, check them out. It's portandpolishco.com. Would love for you to be able to support yes. Megan her husband and her baby in any way possible. <laughs> also on Instagram, it's portandpolish.com. Thank you, Megan, so much for taking time out of your insanely busy day. I know it's not easy running a company and having a newborn. So thank you very much. <laughs> thank you for having me. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 